Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message and may God bless you richly through it. Welcome to our midweek reflection for this third Wednesday in Lent. We begin our meditation with Psalm number 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not put your trust in princes, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day his plans perish. Blessed is the one whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Our gospel lesson this week is from the gospel according to Matthew, beginning with chapter 9, verse 27. And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about it. But they went away and spread his fame through all that district. As they were going away, behold, a demon-oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke. And as the crowds marveled, saying, Never was anything like this seen in Israel. The Pharisees said, He casts out demons by the prince of demons. Lord, we ask your blessing on the reading and hearing, the teaching and the understanding of your holy word. We can only imagine what a burden it must have been in that day and age with out all of social security and other other help to be lacking of sight and yet these two men had an insight they addressed Jesus as the son of David one of the titles of his lineage his royal lineage his kingship and they had faith that he could grant mercy 
They believed it was mercy because such afflictions were believed to be the result of somebody's sin, either theirs or their parents. When asked directly by Jesus, they affirmed that faith and continued to address him as Lord. Jesus sort of put a qualifier on their healing, or, or maybe it was an affirmation. According to your faith, we still use those words as part of the formula when we hold a, a healing service and have a laying on of hands and blessing of someone who, who seeks God's healing in some way or another. But Jesus saw into their hearts. He heard their words. He knew their faith and he applied his healing touch. The touch of Jesus on our lives that can heal like no other touch. We need God's grace and mercy for many things. Perhaps it is a physical ailment for which we need healing, or perhaps the strength to bear it. Perhaps we are spiritually blind and can't see our way ahead in this world so attacked by Satan. So seek the gift of faith as God can grant it. It's not necessary to work to develop it. Seek God's word. Seek God in prayer. Acknowledge God's lordship. Faith is a gift granted by God just for the asking and the opening of heart and mind. In that faith, seek the presence and healing touch of Jesus on your life. Be lifted in heart given peace in mind, and comforted in whatever affliction seems to beset your life. Remember that in the language in which the New Testament was written, that of the Greek of the marketplace of the day, the word healing also means the word salvation. To be healed is and was also to be saved. And unlike Jesus' request to the formerly blind men, we have the whole story now. The cat's out of the bag. So we can tell of God's healing love, share the, the invitation with others, help to, to join them in prayer, join them in comfort, join them in faith. So that even in a social climate that may not be friendly to the understanding and the sharing of that message, we can still bear witness to that healing, to that salvation that is to be found in Jesus Christ. We have a public scornful reaction to that very kind of healing in the very next paragraph. A man oppressed by a demon was brought for deliverance. Now you can explain away demonic oppression any way you want to. Call it depression, call it mental illness, call it schizophrenia. I have seen and dealt with very directly demonic presence in a person's life. I won't go into the details except to say that worldly science couldn't explain it away. And the loving power of Jesus Christ delivered that person from the oppression. If you believe in angels and you believe in good, and if you believe in evil, then Bible says demons are there. I won't say I see them everywhere. But I've certainly stared into the face of evil, and it's, it's a, a very daunting thing. But anyway, 
This is not the only time we read of Jesus driving out evil presence. This is just one of the simpler descriptions. And the witnesses marveled at something they'd never seen before. Not among the, the rabbis, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, any of the religious leaders. Perhaps that's why the established religious ones who were watching were jealous of something they hadn't seen either. And ascribing the healing to the very source of the oppression. They went beyond mocking Jesus for doing the healing into a condemnation of the very healing. I don't know if it was jealousy. I don't know if it was mistrust. I don't know if it was fear. But instead of praising God for a healing that they saw, they, they laid on spiritual condemnation. I was in a conversation church setting actually not long ago when the revival that was going on at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky came up. Now this person in the conversation had not heard of the revival. His immediate response was, who set that up and how did they do it? What are they gaining from it? The rest of us kind of corrected him immediately. But what a worldly response. Well, who set that up and how did they manage it? We have to believe that a revival like that can only be set up by God and worked through the Holy Spirit. And only to God's glory, it certainly wasn't a moneymaker. So have an open heart and mind. Even if you see something that's never been seen before in all Israel, test all things against the word of God. Don't let the word of the world drown out the possibilities when one meets Jesus on the road and seeks the healing, the salvation that is to be had in his holy touch. May all the thanks and glory be to God. Amen and amen. May this Lenten season bring you a call to God's peace in the acceptance of the blessings and spirit that God would pour out on us. Look to God's wisdom, not to human folly, to guide us through this world, to lead us into God's eternal kingdom. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, be the salvation, be the healing, be the comfort of this season and all seasons. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.